You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to the Techie Leadership Show. Today with me I have Nick Hughes and he, as the creator of Founders Life, is a successful entrepreneur with business achievements in social media, digital payments and e-commerce. He excels at interpersonal leadership, communication, business, and product development. In addition to creating the Global Entrepreneur Network Founders Live, Nick stays busy as an advisor to numerous startups and occasionally takes positions in sales and business development roles if needed. Hi, Nick. How are you? Good. Glad to be here. Same, same here. Ah, and with your experience, especially the opportunity to talk with uh, different founders, the stories you might, you, you have probably. <laughs> so many. Yeah, so many. I've, uh, you know, just um, I've met thousands and thousands of uh, founders and entrepreneurs and seen, you know, really some early successes and then probably a lot of companies that aren't around anymore. So, you know, I've seen a lot. Yeah. So goes business. It's it's like the way of nature, let's say, business nature in a way. It is. Yeah. So I'm going to let you choose with what you, you want to start. Do you want to start with the leadership success story or the leadership failure story? Well, you know, I you know, I, I think I could start a little bit just from uh, a little bit of background on myself, and yeah, um, sure. which would yeah, which would give some context to so some of my answers. Um, but you know, so I am um, the CEO and founder of Founders Live, and we are a global platform and system for entrepreneurship, which basically means that we have created a. Uh, an environment that uh, allows for what we say, what we say is inspiration, education, and entertainment around entrepreneurship, and that's both online. Um, and I'll you know I'll give a little bit of backstory and then kind of where we're going. But you know that's an online community and platform. But we also, you know, the history of Founders Live uh, really. Sorry, um, the history of Founders Live really started. Um, in 2014 as an in-person event. And so we spent the last six yeah. years building out our global uh, brand uh, to have an event that was really a gathering of people. It was a pitch competition that highlighted startups and entrepreneurs from all around uh, the world. Uh, we started in Seattle, Washington, which was, you know, which is my hometown area. And we expanded to almost 60 cities around the world. 60 cities, whoa. 60 cities and about you know 25 to 30 countries, uh, which basically means that there was events that were happening in all these cities uh, that highlighted the startups and, and entrepreneurs uh, in those cities. So it's you know five companies, five founders pitch at the event. And you know those were in person. And, and now we've really transitioned to a virtual online experience. Uh, to do the same thing, but that would all, only be, you know, live streamed, you know, people talking in cameras like yes. this and all that. And we're working on that. Um, but, you know, because of that, you know, I, so I started all that in 2014, really started to grow the brand. And now, you know, there's 20 to 30,000 entrepreneurs and people that are around our community and our brand uh, all around the world. And so, you know, I've 
connected with a lot of people and a lot of entrepreneurs and heard a lot of stories, heard a lot of pitches and you know, it's been really, really fun. Yeah. And I find that amazing what you're building. And I really like the fact that you also place at the core of it, the part of entertainment because oh, it's yeah. not, yeah. It, business should be fun. You should enjoy what you're doing. If not, it's just for the money. <laughs> well, and pleasant. I think that that's, that's a really good point to, to even just talk about. Um, and that's something that's very, very important to Founders Live, which we can get into the leadership of that. Um, but yeah, like, look, entertainment, you know, entertainment, the aspect of entertainment must be there. And, and that's really just the, the ability to keep people attention, keep them engaged, uh, allow, you know, having, it's a fun experience. So they want to come back and, and do it again or learn more and engage. So, you know, if, if things aren't entertaining, you're going to lose people, people get bored and, and they just go to something else. And so the fact that we, our leadership concepts, some of them are around the entertainment aspect of making business fun, adding unique and different things. Um, that's our angle that, you know, people really enjoy. Yeah, I bet. And do you have any, anything like, um, in Romania, because I'm based in Romania, do you have a, or are you planning to expand in here? Uh, not yet, but uh, we should talk about that after this conversation. Would uh, love yeah, to, sure. um, you know, it's you, you probably know some people or, you know, might be interested. But yeah, we um, we find city leaders, which this is one of the angles that I will talk about with leadership. But, you know, the, when we expand and launch, we find people in parts of the world to be essentially our leaders that then would run our events and, you know, build the community and all that. Great. Sounds good. So if anybody yeah. listening here wants to bring founders live in their city, reach out to Nick and you'll make yes. it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's get back to the stories. So with yeah. which one would you like to start the success one or the failure one? Let's do the success. Yeah. Let's do the yeah success. This is great. This is it. This is a good, a good, um, nice direction here. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, from my experience, I will simply say that, and in even my leadership experience, you know, a very strong success story is really around, you know, how we've built Founders Live around the world with the city leaders, like we were just talking about. Okay. And, you know, look, our city leaders are, you know, they're volunteers, they're ambassadors. Uh, this is not a paid position. And yet people are attracted to joining our global group of leaders around the world that are leading Founders Live. And for me as the CEO and the, the, the founder of this whole thing, um, to, to create something and a vision that people want to follow and then to create a team of pretty much all volunteers that are, you know, they have other things that they do in their life. They yeah, you know, have a business they run, they might have a job but they're attracted to Founders Live because of the vision and, and what, you know, they get out of it just from being a leader and in front of the people and networking and, and, and really just being a part of this cool thing. Um, I've learned a tremendous amount about leading uh, when they're, it's not just people that are employees that want a paycheck. They're actually yes. joining and following or becoming leaders themselves for different reasons that are much more in, um, you know, internal and, it, you know, uh, that 
you have to understand as a leader what makes people tick and and why people would follow um so what makes a leader people tick? well yeah i you know i think it's um i think people uh, let's break it down i think number one is most people want to be inspired to be a part of something that really has a bigger impact that they can say, yes. you know, um, that's a really good thing. It impacts a lot of people around the world and I want to be a part of it. And I want to use my own experience and my own knowledge to benefit it, this whole thing. And so I think, you know, number one is I think people want, they are attracted to a bigger vision to be a part of something, whether they get paid for it or not. Uh, secondly, I think a lot of people want to grow. And, um, so not only is this something that they choose to interact or join founders live as a city leader, because it's kind of fun and cool, but it's a growth opportunity. Uh, when we talk with our city leaders and, you know, the interviews and whatnot, you know, I'm really yes. looking for some, someone that wants to grow. Like, you know, when you're in front of, especially in an in-person event, you're in front of hundreds of people on stage, you know, oh. is that, yeah, is that, is that something that, you know, someone wants to do or learn how to uh, better their public speaking skills, um, build their network, grow as a leader, be challenged, those things, you know, I think uh, that's what attracts um, our city leaders. So as a leader, they want to grow. Um, I, I, you know, also, they bent the non monetary benefits essentially. So rather than getting paid, they value the things that are not associated with money initially, which is increasing their exposure, um, increasing their network of people. Um, now that we're online virtually, there might be thousands or tens of thousands of people watching, you know, the event that ends up, you know, they, they can establish their brand, their personal brand. Um, yes. and, and, you know, so if you think about the, they, they value the non-monetary benefits of that versus just getting paid as a job. Um, those are the things that are very attractive to the city leaders and what's, what I've learned, especially when we are talking with, when this is all really a volunteer, uh, volunteer group of people around the world. And so it's been really fun. Um, it's not easy, um, you know, but you have to, um, you have to lead with less fear and more inspiration. If that makes sense. Oh, I think bosses, I think when bosses are, especially when you're paying someone and, and you know, the job is responsible for their income, uh, bosses can lead with fear. You know, they can lead with, well, you better do this or you're going to get fired or yeah. I'm, you know, and you can't do this in this sort of leadership. You have to really inspire people to continue to walk along versus just say, see you later. And, and that's, it's not easy. Oh, for sure. It's not easy, but I think it's, it's like the purest form of leadership you can have when there's no money involved and people just follow you because they want to follow you and yeah. they see the value you have and they agree with you and they see the changes or the vision you have. And it's important to be able to express that vision to, to get them in, involved with it. And say like yes, mm -hmm. what what you have, I also want it. Take me on that path. <laughs> I agree. So you know, this is, might be a good time to transition to the you know on the other side, the failure. 
Um, yes. And, you know, given, given the timing of your question and the timing of the world, you know, look, my answer simply is this. I, I think when you look at, when you look at what's happening with the coronavirus, the crisis and everything in the world, and you look at, you know, the leadership of the United States right now, uh, this is a good example. This is a very strong example of poor leadership, and I'm fine well, to talk about it. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm fine to talk about just the principles of um, the people that are leading our country um, are flat out un. They're they're lying about things. They're becoming untrustworthy, and they are treating individuals in especially you know crisis there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of things going yes. on but the way that they're treating people in time of crisis is is absolutely a, a very poor example of leadership and you know this is not you know understanding and i'm not getting into political stuff but as a citizen of the united states of america uh understanding that you know our previous election we that was in 2016 and then you know we you know, knowing that coming to this point in time, you know, when the when the crisis hit in the United States, you know, we were not in a good place at that point in time, even before this has all happened. Uh, and, you know, given the leadership, whether it's the president or other people in power at this point in time in the government, um, they're just not using the appropriate uh, principles of leadership the way I feel and a lot of other people feel are the right choices to lead in times of crisis. And um, it's becoming a pretty clear bad result. Um, I think uh -huh. the, the, cri yeah, the crisis is being drug out much longer than it could have. The cases in the United States, the death toll and the economic fallout are all a result of bad choices of treating people wrongly, lying, covering up, delaying, you know, delaying a, a challenging decision, right? So if you think about why is it a failure? Well, there's just been a delay of taking a strong stance and making a decision as a leader. You got to do that instantly and then move on. You can't delay and, 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 you know, waver on things and wait too long. You know, it's costing lives. You have to lives. the punches. You do, you know, and, and I think that that's what we're seeing right now. So, you know, unfortunately, that's a it's a bad example of leadership. And, you know, anyone can just read a news clip or, you know, look online and you're going to see daily just very bad examples of leadership right now. And that's really too bad. Uh, in a way, it's also like it, it, we, we have like a global shifting of uh, political leaders in a way. And some of the leaders that were supposed to be leaders and they don't have the skills you, get to see it now other people who are more in the shadows didn't have the opportunity to shine and, and they were natural leaders or worked really hard to be to be leaders you get to see them now being more proactive and taking good decisions so in a way we're trying to pick up like the positive things from the, all, all this mess that is going on around the world and that's one yeah. positive thing it's we, 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 in each country you start, you start to see like who are people you should back when it comes to the next election and you should support them because clearly they uh, they know how to handle a crisis and how to handle themselves and make good decisions. So, yeah, trying to make lemonade here. <laughs> trying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And Nick, would you have like a more um, personal uh, failure story that you would like to share? You know, uh, I would say not off the top of my head in terms of personal leader, you know. Um, not yours or something that you witnessed or you saw because you're involved yeah. in a lot of companies. Something that is really common happening, a pitfall that many new leaders fall into. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll answer it this way. You know, I think when you look at early stage companies, a lot of um you know, younger founders or founders that are inexperienced, uh, especially yes. when you have teams, teams of founders. So let's talk about that. So, you know, a group of, a group of individuals are coming together and they want to create a company. Um, doesn't necessarily matter what age they are. Uh, the failure in leadership is the really the failure in communication and whoever that CEO or leader is. So depending on the team, if they've determined, you know, number one, it's got to have a strong conversation on what are we doing? Who's doing what? So who's, what positions are, are that? So, yes. you know, they've, so a failure of lack of identifying who is in what position, then a fail, you know, so that's really a lack of team communication. Um, also trust because they, they really don't have the trust of each other to even put each other in responsible positions and, and then operate in a, dynamic huh. of a structure Why are they right? in business together if they don't have trust and, well that that's a very good question that you know maybe a lot of people need to ask but um you know and then i think the last one in that scenario is as the ceo um you know holding your team accountable and having the strength to have those tough conversations uh you know and i think in team dynamics um you know the best approach is really having understanding the the leadership dynamic who is running the team and then whoever that is there's there's you know bilateral uh, trust and um, you know authentic interaction and communication so that you know in the end people are held accountable and and they're held accountable for their job to deliver results and either that's build the product or make sales or you know, um, you know, get the marketing out and help grow the company. And if, you know, if there's no trust and there's no respect, then the teammates are not going to do what they're supposed to. And they don't think that there's any repercussions. And, and, you know, obviously the CEO hasn't developed the trust and respect of all the team, um, vice versa. So the point is there's a breakdown in communication. And, and so I think even if a team of three or five or 10, um, there needs to be strong communication and uh, establishment of who, you know, who is the final decision maker. That doesn't mean that they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna disrespect everyone and treat everyone wrongly, hopefully not. But in the end, you know, there has to be a clear established line of responsibility, line of um, leadership and people need to be held accountable. And I think, when I see breakdowns in early stage companies, it's because there's no clear leadership and no one's taken that stance and then nothing gets done or not on a high quality standard. Yeah. And it's really important to be clear of the roles of everybody involved because when everything is good, well, everybody wants to clean, but when things go sideways, that's when 
somebody has to step up and claim all that, all those mistakes and say, okay, it's my fault. I, we did this. Let's try this. How can we fix it? And yeah. usually that's when the problems appear. It's like when, when things aren't rosy. <laughs> yeah. And, and Nick, uh, after all your experience, especially working with so many uh, founders and companies, what would be your leadership philosophy? Yeah. You know, I was trying to think about, is there exact term for this? But, you know, I think it falls into the, as a benevolent leader or, you know, benevolent leadership. And, and that's really about, um, I think it falls back to what I was saying earlier, which is, you know, in, you know, really when you lead people that aren't necessarily uh, getting any income, so they actually are choosing a hundred percent to follow you or be a part of the team. Um, you really have to lead through inspiration and lead through example and, and then treating people, you know, by the golden rule or whatever you want to use in terms of um, it's, you know, it's inspiring leadership that pulls them, you know, with you versus fear-based leadership that pushes them along and forces them along. So as a benevolent leader, you know, I would say that's my philosophy, which I can get into, you know, I think, you know, some three tips or advice around leadership. Uh, we can get into so that. So what would be the uh, three tips? What would right. be those um, three tips? Well, yeah, I think the first one is, um, you know, really craft, as any leader, I would say craft an absolute, you know, the fundamental inspiring vision. So with leadership follows or what leads leadership is something that people want to aspire to or work towards. Um, so as a leader, you have to have a vision that people want to buy into and follow. So that's number one, you know, you got to have some sort of paint the vision of the future, paint something. How is the world better? Because this is here and we can all go forward and, and work towards that. You know, that inspires people. And then that also takes away it removes the person as the leader and it's like no we're all pointing that direction we're all going there um so i think that's number one uh second one is really about listening and you know not only listening to people but listening to environment so first is you know listening you know you have to communicate uh communication with with the people that might be a part of the team or following the yes. leader as well as listening to them and being much more of a listener than a teller and asking a lot of questions um, really about getting information, which I'll get to the third, my third one, but listening, actively listening, taking their advice, um, you know, respecting them and, and understanding, you know, everyone has a point of view and everyone has a point of view, right? So it, whether yeah. it's right or wrong, there's a point of view. And so as a leader, you really communicate with them and listen to them and, you know, listen to your team because they, if you think about it, I mean, you know, take the number of people you're leading. So whether that's 10 or a hundred or a thousand, well, that's like a thousand ears and a thousand yeah. eyes. So that's much better than two. Right. And, and so when you think about <laughs> that, better. there's like, you know, if you just think about data points, it's like, geez, I would rather have a thousand data points than two data points. And, you know, that's a really strong understanding of leadership when someone embraces listening to their followers and listening to their people uh, versus 
not doing that. Um, and lastly, I, it, it kind of comes along with, which is learning and be a learner. So, you know, as a leader, you're basically a learner. If you're not a learner as a leader, you're, 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 you're yeah. done for in my opinion. So having a learner mentality of always, you know, learning more about everything that you're working on, like your industry, learning about the, you know, the world, learning about, you know, various parts of nature and very various uh, ways that the dynamics of the, the world and the universe, and then into your industry and your team and then your product and, and then people uh, learning. Like I, I try to learn as much about human nature and people as possible. Um, yes. very difficult, you know, but learning what is motivating, inspiring to people. So all that, you know, just being a learner is really my third tip on leadership. Um, so that you are as an individual and as a leader, you're just open to bettering yourself and growing. So those are the three tips. And yeah. since uh, we finished with learning, that actually segues in my, in my next question. What is the book that had the most profound impact on you? Yeah. Um, I think that's a difficult question just because there's so many. Uh, I'll give oh, yeah. The, yeah, I'll maybe give a couple of examples. Um, I, I think the one that I've read recently that has a profound effect has been um, – Uh, it's called Shoe Dog, and it's the story of Nike and the, their founder. Uh, his name is Phil Knight, and you know, the, the, basically, it's the story of how Nike was created. And okay. um, it's a true, true story, and it's you know, his autobiography, basically telling the story of how he started early on. Um, you know, this was the late '60s, early '70s, and you know he started by like selling Japanese shoes, literally like he would order these shoes and then resell them in the United States. And, um, and then it, it kind of flew the, the story grows to, they decide to manufacture their own shoe. And, and yet then his discovery of what entrepreneurship really was and um, how he wanted to create, not just a company, a business, uh, a brand, which is, Nike, but a whole new category and a whole new like vision of what humans were in his sense of becoming a champion. And if you think about Nike, you know, before Nike was created, there wasn't necessarily a, an entire industry around, um, the amateur athlete. So basically like the everyday person yes. becoming, you know, healthy and, Um, you know, going out on running, you know, running or exercising or being athletic in any nature, uh, they created that. And um, he had a vision, yeah. you know, he, he, lo he loved to go out and run. And he was like, why am I doing that? Like, <laughs> like why, why am I, why do I like <laughs> going out on the road and running for three to five to 10 miles? And he wanted to create a shoe to make it feel better. And then he started to understand that it's not just the shoe. It's actually, you know, and if you think about what the Nike swoosh means to people now, just yes. the vision of Nike is, um, it is global in nature and it empowers people to want to strive to be better. And I'm like, dang, that's awesome. So just this whole story, which they should have gone out of business, like, you know, a number of times, um, the story is amazing. Anyone, you know, just read it, read the book. Yeah, Shoe Dog. And, um, 
to me, it's an inspiring story of never giving up. Um, having, have, excuse me, having a vision of a global brand as well as a brand that means much more than just a, you know, a shoe and, you know, maybe yes. some short, a, a t-shirt. Uh, and, and so I take a lot of that, just understanding that story. I've really taken a lot of that as I grow founders live to really mean the, the meaning of founders live and really the vision is much more than, you know, just a pitch competition online or, you know, in, in cities or online, it's not just a pitch competition. It's not just a destination online. It's not just a community. Uh, you know, we are really viewing, you know, like I, I say, um, there's no Nike for entrepreneurship right now. There actually is not. So when Nike was growing, there was no Nike for, you know, athletics, they created yes. that they created that industry and and essentially that position of number one in that market and i think we can do the same thing in entrepreneurship in uh, various ways just opening you know the whole concept of growing the pie uh, i think that we can help people around the world really understand what entrepreneurship really is and and what they have possible in their life to achieve if they just understand learn and and see the vision for themselves so i think that that's really cool and and that's why that book was so impactful to me yeah okay and you said you have a couple of them so yeah um <laughs> i you know i think another one would be um well since this is leadership uh you know any so geez uh any book by it john doesn't maxwell have to be just it doesn't have to be just leadership it has to be something that had like a profound impact on you. Well, or... right. But, you know, I'll say um, any book by John Maxwell, who I read a lot of his books early on, John C. Maxwell, and, you know, he, he's huge on leadership. And and so when you look at, um, you know, even like the 360 leader, right, That that's a book that says, you know, as a leader, understanding that they're, you know, from, you know, you lead down, you lead up, you lead sideways uh, with people around your life and your business you know, you have to understand those, those principles. Um, another one is like winning with people and, and that's simply understanding that leadership is really about lead, you know, winning with people. How do you, how do you yes. in, interact and, um, how do you get the best out of people, but you have to understand them. And so like that leadership book is fully about how to communicate and interact with people and that, uh, tremendous. So, you know, you take all of his books. I mean, he's got 20, 30, 50 books. I don't even know. And you just read all those. Um, you can read them. There's audio. You can read them now digitally as well as physical books. And you're going to become a great leader And by just reading those books. And that to me was um, just almost all those books that I read of John Maxwell were very, very impactful. Yeah. Awesome, Nick. And if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Yeah. So, um, you can go to founderslive.com. Uh, I I'm there and you know, our, our community is now growing pretty big and you know, so there's uh, a lot of good stuff there, but you know, go to founderslive.com. Uh, you can look up and, you know, find the events that they're now happening virtually as well. So we have things going on pretty much every week. And that means an event is originated out of a city around the world, but you know, it's virtual and you can watch it and you can interact. Um, so those are happening. So, you know, searching 
you know, Founders Live online, you're going to find cities and find things. Um, if you want Founders Live in your city, let us know. Yeah, we're always looking yeah, to expand. For sure. Uh, and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, just search, you know, Nick Hughes, you can find me, um, you know, uh, founders live is also on, uh, we're on Facebook, uh, we're on Instagram and all that. I'm on Facebook. I'm not as active on there. What, you know, it's not, it's not really a, a big focus of mine right now. And then I'm also on Twitter, so you can find me on Twitter as well. And so, yeah, any, any one of these, you know, feel free to reach out. would love to chat with any of you yeah that's great and if any of our listeners wants to bring uh, founders life in their city reach out to nick and you can work with him to make it happen it's been a hey, pleasure talking yeah, with you. yeah thank you thank you it's been great yeah, <laughs> yeah same here bye bye-bye that was today's episode tune in daily rate like subscribe and share please oh you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.